0: I Hello. thought it would be cool if we just started talking, you well, know, like you the cool people. You do. didn't tell me to press record so we could do that. I thought you pressed record. And you were going to edit that part. It was out. blinking. <laughs> Hello, Samantha's and Charlie's. <laughs> this is Mixtress Ray and, and Mixtress Ray's mom, and we're talking about the long kiss goodnight today. We're going to talk about The Long Kiss Good Night. It was a really good action movie. So, 1996, Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, and other people as well. Um, This, I'm very skewed about talking about this movie because when it came out, I saw it at the theater at least seven times. Really? one of the times i went by myself with my tape recorder and i taped the entire audio of the movie because it was at the cheap theaters and that was the last time i was going to get to see it while it was at the movie theater so i wanted to be able to listen to it (laughs) and back then they didn't come out on dvd for a long time yeah it wasn't like a month like it is now it was a year or something and this this movie started me watching every single movie Gina Davis had ever made. So then uh, I watched every single movie that Gina Davis had ever made and been in, and I started uh, wearing Smokey Eye. And then I was a Goth kid. It's all there Gina you. Davis's fault. And then we got to be on the Maury Show. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So, the IMDb plot summary is pretty funny for this movie. Let's find it. So, I guess since 1996, we've been playing Elvis's... Christmas time, pretty baby, and the snow is falling on the ground. Yeah, that's when it entered our Christmas mixes for all time. But that's the song we play when everybody gets up and comes out to open the presents. That's the right before presents, when you're taking pictures of holding the coffee with the peeps. With the sleepy people. Plot summary, according to IMDb, a woman suffering from amnesia begins to recover her memories after trouble from her past finds her again. Oh, my. (laughs) So, that's the plot. She, in the beginning, she's, you know, like, you know, a school teacher, and she's got an eight-year-old kid, and it's Christmas time, and she's playing Mrs. Claus in the parade, and... And then, and she's high, she woke up with amnesia eight years ago, doesn't remember anything. She has a significant other. I don't think they ever say if they're married or not. And she's got the kid, and it's having the Christmas party. Everything looks fine and normal, and then she gets in a wreck. Yeah. She gets a deer. She gets thrown out of the car. That was pretty pretty gnarly pretty gnarly gnarly wreck and then she walks across the snow barefoot in a velvet dress and a christmas sweater bleeding way too much bleeding a lot with earrings that light up oh i didn't notice that well she was laying in the snow and it was showing her earrings oh yeah oh yeah yeah i think that's gonna have to be a halloween costume You in the velvet skirt. The Christmas outfit and the blood. That was a lot of blood, okay. And she walks across the snow and breaks the deer's neck because it's still struggling. A serious overuse of blood in this whole movie. Well, it's an action movie From from the 90s. A serious overuse of too thick blood. Yeah. the Blood was too thick, okay. So you get a little bit of Uh, voiceover from Gina Davis you know like my name is Samantha Kane, and I don't know who I am you wouldn't know it by looking at me but I'm only 8 years old oh yeah (laughs) and whole exposition of you know she doesn't know who she is she hired expensive detectives in the beginning and now she's just hiring the cheap ones whatever but she doesn't really care anymore someday I'll find out maybe not whatever Tries, she looks in the mirror sometimes, tries to figure out how old she is. Probably 35. Gina Davis is 40 when she films this movie. And the director is her husband at the time, which I did not know, Rennie Harlan. So he made this movie with her in mind, I guess. And... Then, so after the car wreck, she starts kind not really remembering things, but now wait a minute. There's an important point. Okay. That causes the car wreck besides the deer in the road. That the drunk guy from her party that she was driving home was grabbing her boob. I, I felt like that might have been an accident. I think he was just being stupid. Because, no, I don't think so. Because as soon as she was like, "Hey." He said he was sorry. Yeah, but then know. she hit the deer. Yeah, and then she hit the deer. Sexism made her hit the deer. Yep. <laughs> and there was the patriarchy caused the whole thing. There were several moments in here where she had some good things to say about. Yep. Craning your neck to look at a woman, etc. Yeah. So that was good. Okay, Do so go talk ahead about that part right now. Well, if you want to. Or we can put a pin in it, because I don't know how many times I've heard that lately. Oh, let's just put a pin in that. Put a pin in it. We'll talk about it. Talk about (laughs) it later, because it's got a pin in it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Does does that bother you or something? I've just heard it so much lately. Mm -hmm. You know? I was pinning things on the ironing board today. I was sewing some curtains. Stick a pin in it. Yeah, and they were—they said it. I was watching an episode of Breaking Bad. We'll just put a pin in that. And I just put a pin in it. And it's just like, oh my God. What's going on? <laughs> okay, so whatever. You're in charge. I'm in charge? Yeah. Okay, so then we meet Samuel Jackson. But you were talking about how she starts to slowly regain her memory. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's basically muscle memory in the beginning. Because she... Is cutting a carrot, and all of a sudden she starts cutting it real, real fast, and then she cuts everything real, real fast, and then she throws the knife across the kitchen, and she just shrugs, chefs do that. Chefs do that. <laughs> and so she thought she had been a chef, and you meet Samuel Jackson, and he is her low-rent detective, and they finally, her his assistant finds something, because apparently she's smart and she figures shit out. Yeah, she finds something, and so he gets in touch with her again, and she's interested all of a sudden because she's starting to remember things. And does that happen before or after the guy comes over and... Because a guy in prison that she put there, apparently, saw her on TV in the parade, and he got real angry and broke out of prison to go kill her because she stabbed him in the eye with and a needle. somehow he knew where she was which I call well, the it bullshit on that no but. he saw it on the news because it, uh, it was the yes, town. how did he know where she lived 1010 uh, I always look at the clock at 1010 well he knew where she lived because he looked her up in the phone book oh okay they had phone books back then and pagers according to the trivia on IMDb her her name in the beginning Samantha Kane. Sam Kane is an anagram for amnesiac. Oh. So the the guy shows up and he's all like, "Bitch, you took my eye," and she breaks his neck and throws a pie on on his head, so the pie plate breaks everywhere, it breaks his neck, and her significant other is watching as this is happening, and she licks the. Meringue off her fingers and says, "Chefs do that." Yeah, only it was bloody meringue. <laughs> well, yeah, because she broke the plate over his head. It was pretty badass. There was a lot of really badass moments. Even though you hate the neck breaking thing, I love that. Well, I yeah, I don't like it. It was just too. It was too bloody and slimy, and he had pie all over his face, and it was bloody pie. And I don't, you know. Flippery. Batty, excuse me. She's sniffing into the microphone. Batty didn't like this movie. She thought it was too violent. Yeah, it was too loud. Speaking of. So, like we like to do, I like to count how many times mom changes the volume in a movie. And this being an action movie from 1996. Well, I wrote that she changed the volume 11 times. It's possible that it was more than that. It was. And I was only counting every time she had to turn it down for the action and then turn it back up. I was counting each of those as once. That's fine. But I think it was more than that still. And so she came up with some complicated system. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Okay. Count- I, need, I need a sound rating system. A sound editing rating. Sound edit rating. Okay, so... 5 is the best, so they've done a very good job, so if I only change the volume 2 to 3 times and I don't change it very much, then that's a 5. And I give it a 4 if I have to change it 10 points, because my TV has, you know, volume number 1 through 99. And so, if I have to change it only 10 points, that's a number 4, it's a rating of 4. So if I have to change it 20 points, it's a rating of 3. If I have to change it 35 points, that's a rating of 2. If I have to change it 40 points, that's ridiculous. That's a 1. So this movie... Because it it goes 10, 20, 35, 40, it should be 30 or 2. Okay, well I may adjust that. Okay. If that's the case, if 30 were a 2, then I'm going to give this a a 1.5. Because I I had a thirty five point difference. Yeah, you were going from on this movie sixty to eighty or something. I was going sixty to I was going fifty to eighty four. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's way too much. So there's my sound rating. This rating, rating, it's a sound edit rating of one and a half. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Or two minus. (laughs) Two minus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like A minus? Yeah. Yeah. F, F plus. Okay, when did we have the skating accident? Because I've got that written down next. Uh... Are we ready for that? We could be ready for that. When we were first introduced to Samuel L, he says, when you make an assumption, it's an ass and umption or something. Everyone knows when you make an assumption, you make an ass out of you and umption. (laughs) because you know the deal about assume how do you spell assume makes an ass out of you and me right but the first time I had ever heard that phrase was him messing up this phrase so for a really long time I did not know what the real thing was I was like why is this a saying ass an umption. that doesn't make any sense Sam was really good with his funnies in this movie. Yeah, it was a very, very funny action movie. Pretty dark. According to the IMDb, the original script was it was going to be a lot darker. Like there was going to be a bunch of backstory where Samuel L. tells Gina Davis's character about how he got gang raped in prison Ew, or something. Yuck. And, and there was a lot darker history for her. But they just made it. Well Not we didn't need bad. To, we didn't need to know all that. Yeah. But anyway, so then so she's starting to figure out some shit's going on. She's got a meeting with with uh, Hennessy, Samuel Jackson's character, later in the day, and she takes her daughter ice skating and she's like teaching her how to ice skate. So what do you have written down about that? Just the quote where she she's like whining my wrist hurts i want to go oh, home my mama and cuz she fell down cuz she was pushing her too hard and she fell on her wrist and then she says to her daughter life is pain get used to it get used to it get up you will skate across this pond and you, you will, will not, not fall, fall again. again life is pain get used to it and then later she's really sad and crying, and she doesn't remember what she said to her. And because Samantha's coming out. Charlie, Charlie's coming Charlie's out. Charlie's coming out. Uh, what did I hear anything? Oh, this is going way back, but I just like the detail that after the wreck, the Christmas music she was playing in the car was still playing. You know, the car. Still playing as the car was burning? Yeah. Okay. Which just, you know, I find realistic because I remember the first time I got in a wreck, that stupid Switchblade Symphony CD was still playing. Really? And I thought, that's not right. Something tragic just happened. There can't be music playing right now. <laughs> oh, and um, when she's crying and talking to her, I don't even remember his name. I don't either. Dude dude significant other. She's talking to him and she's crying because she didn't because her wrist was broken. Fractured. Fractured. Well, the same thing. And she didn't know. She's like, I don't remember what I said to her. I didn't know her wrist was broken. And and he like reaches out to hug her and she pulls away like she thinks he's going to hit her and he's like, God, I'm not going to hit you. She says, it's not me I'm worried about. Yeah, it's you. (laughs) And then... Right after that is when the guy comes to the house and she kills him with the lemon meringue. Okay. And right after that, the cops come and, and Hennessy is showing up at the house because he was going to meet her to tell her he had some, some details. They found right. some of her stuff. Because she threw Caitlin through the window into the tree house and he went and got Caitlin... Samuel L. went and got Caitlyn yeah. and he had her in the car and she said, don't shoot, don't shoot yeah, because when the cops got there, of course they were like, oh god, it's a black man, obviously it's him Cause there was some, com- some kind of commentary about, it was know. good yeah, it was good, Caitlyn said don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot him and he said, yeah, what she said <laughs> he was funny, don't shoot what she said he was so good he was good, too bloody though he was too bloody How's it bloody at this point? Uh, my next note was portable phone Because she's going on a trip with Hennessy. She's leaving. She's saying goodbye to the kid. She's signing her cast Writes her phone number. This is the number to my portable phone. Portable phone <laughs> And it's, it's big, big portable phone So then we get, you know Samuel L. Gina Davis road trip. Yay! Very fun. She had a very fun hat on. Yeah. Patchwork hat. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. And then he cranes his neck to see a woman on the road that was walking. He's like, woohoo! And he like swerves. Yeah. Almost, she was jogging, I think. And almost pulls off the road, and Gina had plenty to say. Yeah, it was really good. She said something like, What do you get out of that? I mean, I'm sure that experience is very enriching. and <laughs> She just went on, and it was great. It was really good. Good conversation. Uh, so, she's going through her stuff in the car that she picked up, unbeknownst to us, from the person who had all her stuff. Yeah, a they, former they didn't landlady. show that scene. They didn't show that They talked about doing that, but... I guess maybe Samuel L. went and picked up the stuff and then brought it with him. Oh uh, yeah, he must have been bringing her the yeah. stuff when he came to the house. So he brought the stuff and she was going through it, and and they found a postcard with somebody she could contact, which she did, and they showed him in the house. And that's one of my quotes: sitting with his elderly mother, who had like a pomeranian on her lap. Oh, I thought it was his wife.
1: No, but she's
0: older. Yeah, it would be his okay. mother. Would be his mother, and the dog apparently was licking his uh, hind end, and he it and my appetite are mutually exclusive. Yes, <laughs> yes, and apparently been going on for three hours, and he said, "Well, if that's happening, it's whatever he's got going on is either gone for good or there to stay." Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? And he had a a very James T Kirk way of. William Shatner way of speaking speaking, overacting and Stephanie I wrote overacting much overacting much yes he was he spoke really weird so she called him and he said meet me tomorrow well he actually said meet me, <laughs> meet me. <laughs> tomorrow 11 train station I'll tell you everything <clears throat> um, and then they're staying in a hotel the night before they meet him and that's when we get Hennessy's little. Na-na-na-na-na. Put my keys in my pocket. Na-na-na-na-na. Gun on the right hand side. Na-na-na-na-na. So he does that to like remember what he's doing. Sings the thing that he does so he doesn't forget. And then she talks to the kid on the phone. She goes to her new suitcase and discovers through muscle memory that there's a hidden compartment in the bottom and there's a rifle that then like 12 pieces pieces that she has to put together and she puts together really fast and it's cool it's really cool because she's like realizing she could do it she has a very determined look on her face and that was a very good moment in the movie yeah where she's realizing oh shit What's going on? Who was I? And then she, I don't know, passes out or something and has like a vision. Yeah. Looking at herself in the mirror, looking at Charlie. And then she wakes up and the gun's still there and she freaks out and picks it up and Hennessy comes to check on her and he, she turns around really fast and shoots at him. Not Hmm. meaning to. And misses. And misses. And he's really freaked out, and he tries to run away, and she chases after him, and he decides to keep helping her. And then they go to the train station the next day. It's, it's an ambush, because somebody had tapped the guy's phone that she called, so it wasn't him that did it. So they had to run up the stairs to get away. They did. And then they threw a grenade, grenade down the hall she shot at the glass of the window at the end of the hall and grabbed Hennessy and jumped out the window. And then as she was falling... She remembered, because you see a sign. I don't think I've ever noticed this before, but right before they walked into the train station, there's a sign outside that says, No Skating, Thin Ice. So it was like she remembered that it said Thin Ice. Ah. And then shot the little hole in the ice. Shot the circle so they could fall through the ice instead yep. of hit the ice hard. Yeah. And then after that she said, "What just happened? I was saving your ass. It was amazing." or something. <laughs> he said, she said, "What happened?" he said, "I saved your ass. It was great." I don't know what that means. That's funny. Uh and then they're in the car with the guy cuz he's just getting there or something cuz they were early. The guy So all was... that stuff happened before he got there so then they get in the car with him and Hennessy's freaking out and he says yes it was very exciting tomorrow we'll go to the zoo (laughs) Um, so then they pull off somewhere and they decide to change outfits and Samuel L. puts on my favorite outfit. yeah it's my favorite outfit too it's a whole bunch of shades of green green fuzzy cap like felt or something It's really fuzzy. It's it's fuzzier than felt. Yeah. It was good. It was almost hairy. Yeah. Like mohair. He had a yellow and black knit turtleneck and a gray cardigan on top of the kind of thick turtleneck and then a green jacket on top of that. It's, you know, it's the end of December in New York. It's going to be real cold, so that's a practical outfit. And he had... Pants. pants on, very similar to what you're wearing right now, which is probably why you've been wearing those pants since nineteen ninety six. Yeah, and they're falling apart. Yes they are. <laughs> and the green fuzzy cap was a little bit darker than the jacket. It was almost a bluey. Yeah green. they were all different shades of green. Uh huh. The only problem with the outfit was his socks were bright white. They should have been some oh, funky but socks. They were that made them funky, that they were white and that his shoes were shiny maroon. Yep. Shiny blood red. They're really good. Deep like deep. Ox blood. Yeah. Shiny vinyl shoes. So who is patent leather? So when uh who was saying to the overacting guy, Who are you, William Shatner? <laughs> Samuel L. I can't remember why he said that, but that was perfect. Yeah. Who are you, William Shatner? Calm down. I wonder if that was something that was ad-libbed or something because or they he meant for the part to go to William Shatner but then when it didn't they had that guy act like that I don't know I really enjoyed the music because I was so familiar with the soundtrack because yeah. Stephanie had it so yeah. I knew all the songs Yeah the score was not great though Wasn't it bad. was I mean it was 1996, so it was pre-99 when scores got good, with like American Beauty and The Matrix, and it all changed. So before that happened, so it was still kind of a little bit much. Like the scene in the kitchen when she figures out that she can cut carrots really well, or whatever. This like a stupid cheesy saxophone music. rumor. <laughs> It was their background dinner. Making dinner music. That's really bad. Uh, Um, So, Hennessy thinks it's a trap when they get to wherever the guy took them and they drive away. They, like, knock him out and drive away. And then they go to the address that's on the postcard because the postcard said something about a fiancé and being engaged, and it was in her handwriting. And So that's where they are when... um, and Hennessy says something about she's my only daughter. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he calls her his daughter, which is funny. Uh, and that's, that's and that's when he says, who are you, William Shatner? Because the other dude <laughs> shows up. I don't know any names. The old guy shows up. The William Shatner dude shows up. And he's on their side. But the guy's house that she showed up at... Her former fiance is not good, but he's so it's a trap at that place, right? And that's when they run into Timothy, Timothy, Timothy who's played by Craig B I E R K O, Bierko, Bierko, Craig Bierko, and he says, Stop having kittens. <laughs> Oh, stop having kids. Stop having kids. There was the dialogue in this movie was very funny. It was Just like everybody was funny. Lots very quotable. Mm-hmm. So Samuel L gets taken. The old guy gets taken. She gets tied to a windmill thing. What is that? Watermill. Yep. And so they're going to torture her by lowering lowering her in the water because they think the amnesia thing is an act. And while they keep lowering her into the water and bringing her back up, she keeps remembering more and more every time she gets lowered in. Mm -hmm. And then he says something real disturbing right before he dunks her in the water the first time. A woman never looked quite so beautiful as when she's distended in pain or something like that. And then he said something about childbirth, so that was good to... Maybe that's true in childbirth, but not during torture, okay? Not okay. Overall, I don't think this movie is too sexist, because moments like that are always, you know... I'm sure Gina Davis had a hand in all that stuff, because she doesn't put up with that shit. Yeah, she had plenty to say. In a couple of moments, and I enjoyed that immensely. I do think it's pretty crappy that throughout the movie, they keep calling her frumpy, and she refers to her own ass as being huge. Like, as soon as she became a school teacher, she let herself go or something, but she weighs like 125 pounds, maybe. She's very skinny. I think that part was left over from the book. Is there a book? Not that I know of. <laughs> Well, I just thought, I, I didn't like that because being that I was, you know, 13 or 14 when I saw this movie, I remember thinking, why do they keep calling her fat? If that's fat, then I'm really fat. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I'm which sorry, is, You know, that's stuff that, that girls do. It, like, oh, if, if that's supposed to be fat, you know, like, I wish they would have taken that crap out. Because there was no reason for it. Unless she had actually, like, gained 20 pounds or something. But still, fat jokes aren't cool, even if you are fat. Yeah. So that just made me mad. Well, she was definitely not. Yeah. Was very thin. Apparently, I stopped taking notes. You did? Because I only have two things left to say. <laughs> We're not even, like, a third of the way through the movie. So she getting dunked into the water kind of like a resurrection because it, it really jolts her completely at this point. So she is kind of remembering things up until that, but by the second time she's pulled out of the water, she remembers everything. And then they, that's when she says, it's gotta be my quote because I say it all the time. Bogey? No. Okay. <laughs> when she is, right before she gets dunked in the water the third time, she says, I'll let you touch me, Kel think i need a bath <laughs> and she's going down to go after the gun and mr willie's in in the pants yep because the Willie. dead guy was at the bottom so she had to l- be right next to him and look at him the old guy that tried to help her william shatner guy she had to look at him every time and he had mentioned how many guns he has and where he keeps them earlier so she remembered that she got the gun and there's an awesome shot whenever she's Risen from the water, when they pulled her back up, she's got one arm out with, with a gun. gun. She shoots him after she had threatened him before. She said, "If you let me go, I'll leave you the use of your legs." And he didn't let her go, so she shot out his legs. Yep, yeah. shot him in the kneecaps. Yep. Uh, she had some pretty wicked screaming when she came out yeah. of the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the only time. No, it's not. You get a lot of that really primal Gina Davis screaming. Mm-hmm. Then she goes and rescues Hennessy. He's tied up naked in a basement somewhere or something, just Aww. like shivering and scared. Yeah, and that's when they go to Vegas. And that's when you hear She's Not There by Santana. It's the first time I'd ever heard that song. And... That's when we get a nice montage shower, gratuitous shower scene, Yeah. but then she, that's one of my favorite things in movies, one of my favorite tropes, whenever they do the, like, looking in the mirror, cutting your hair off, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a transformation scene, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So she dyes her, she bleaches her hair and cuts it and puts on makeup, she's got Revlon lipstick, so she's good. That's when we first see the smoky eye got bleached hair and smoky eye and nude lipstick she paints her nails like a nice metallic-y silvery white color Mm mm-hmm and they're in a cheesy 70s like but they must be in Atlantic City no because they were in New Jersey before well Atlantic City okay they were in New Jersey so wherever the casinos are in New Jersey Is Atlantic City around that area? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, They were wherever there are casinos and cheesy hotels like Las Vegas, wherever that was. Then Lady Marmalade, Lady Marmalade plays. Marmalade. 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 While Hennessy's putting his pants on, so I decided that's his theme song. (laughs) So that's where the the music really picks up at this part of the movie once she's transformed, because before that it was cheesy. Maybe it was a choice, because it was cheesy, like, 90s score up until she wakes up as Charlie, and then it's like, Keep this party dancing, DJ. Boom, 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 boom. And so she's in this, I don't know how they afforded this crazy hotel room, because it had a full bar in it. Because she pours herself a shot and does that really cool shot move. Yeah, that was good. She's very smooth. Um, since so she goes out for a walk or something, and somebody, like, just tries to mug her. And he says, like, some I don't know what he says to her, but then she says, No thanks, I'm saving myself till I get raped. Oh. No. <laughs> that was a good line. And then she comes back. She has to save Hennessy's ass again. He tries to save her because the guy is holding her at gunpoint in the alley. And I don't think he had anything to do with anything, really. But then there were other people ambushing her. Yeah, he was the guy that was sent because she she was checking to see if, if who she contacted that used to be her boss at Cause Chapter. Because she, she decided she... She needed to know if it was still good for her to come in or if he was a bad guy now. Yep. So he was the first guy that sent, that he sent to take care of her. And then he had the other people as backup. Yes. So she shot all of them in the alley. And, and she tries to seduce Hennessy back at the hotel. And he says, white lady seducing the colored help? I don't think so. I don't think so. Shuts it down. Yeah, he did. Which is good. Uh, then we get to my, I don't know, my object, really. If I could just pick that entire hotel room, I would love to have that. Cause really? You want the mirror above the, your bed? No. Was the mirror above the bed? Yeah, well, that's how we saw him laying on the bed. Oh, yeah. That's how we got that shot. Yeah. Well, then my real object is the the cat bad hair day poster. Yes. So at this point, since she remembers everything, she remembers that the key that was on her charm bracelet that she left with her kid goes to a safe deposit box, so they have to go back to her house. But at this point, she's fully Charlie again. She doesn't even want to go back to the kid. She wants to bury who she was. And she wants to pretend that Samantha mm-hmm. Kane never happened. Amnesia chick. Amnesia chick. So then they go back to her old house, to get the safety deposit box, and that's when you see the bad hair day poster. And she's being very reckless in her kid's room, just like knocking books off the shelf and just being an asshole, pulling drawers out, dropping them on she the floor. She makes the neighbor kid pee his pants. Oh, that was so sad. <laughs> she's, what mean, have we learned about smoking? <laughs> well, he's never going to smoke again, though. He is. Good. <laughs> um, and she learned to ice skate for this movie. I heard her talk about that on a podcast. Because she wanted to do her own stunts. Because she puts on ice skate because somebody comes after her at her house. And she has to save Hennessy's ass again. And next note that I have which this seems like it's way this is way later next note I have a scary pre-2001 conversation yes but so I don't know where that works into the to the scenario but they go to Niagara Falls they go to Niagara Falls right oh cause cause the cause the bogey guy pokey guy Takes her kid shortly after she went home. Takes her kid, and then he calls her on her portable phone. Portable. And so she's trying to get out of town to go to the safe deposit box. And he calls and says, you know, I've got the kid, blah, blah, blah. And she, up, up to this point, acted like she didn't give a shit about her kid anymore. But she does. So they go to rescue the kid. They go to the phone company first, though. All right. Because they're. Cause he was gonna call her. Cause Gotta find he, out where they are. He doesn't like cellular phones. He doesn't want to talk over the airwaves. Mm-hmm. So she, they hold up at gunpoint a phone company and trace the call, and that's when they go to Niagara Falls to get the kid. And Samuel L. is standing back, and he's gonna provide gunfire cover when she gets the kid and runs yep. out. But she says, they're gonna blow my head off. You know, this will be the last time I look pretty. Um, oh. she kisses him. Okay. Oh, that's sweet. So after she's got the kid and he's getting ready to provide gunfire cover, that's when Timothy stands behind him and holds the gun to his head, cocks it, he cocks it. And then he says, bogey. <laughs> Which Stephanie swore up and down in 1996, and every time after that that she ever watched the movie. That well, it now was, I just have to argue that it's pokey. Now he just was on principle. He was, but we had the subtitles on, and it clearly said bogey. <laughs> there is no pokey in bogey.
1: Well, okay, there cool. was
0: no subtitles in 1996. There were a lot of things that I understood this time around that I never had before, such as the it and my appetite are mutually exclusive. I never knew what he was saying right there. Yeah. Like eating my appetite, it and my appetite, what, what? <laughs> um, I'm not talking about the linen. Man, <laughs> we all hear what we hear. So good. There the Bathroom on the Right. There the Bathroom on the Right? Bad Moon on the Right. Oh. I always thought it was There the Bathroom on the Right. There the Bathroom on the Right. (laughs) There the Bathroom on the Right. (laughs) Uh, I thought that's a weird thing to have a song about. Really weird. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, sometimes, somehow they have a conversation about finding out that this is a CIA fundraiser and the guy was talking about the 1993 World Trade Center bombing that that was actually from the CIA doing a fundraiser so they could get more funds yeah, and that, be able to up the budget and then they because at this point it's the whole villain explaining his entire plan trope because right. she they're about to lock her and the kid In freezer, in a freezer, to die, and she's like, "I'm gonna die. I want to know. I want to know what your plan is." And so he tells her that they're gonna, they're gonna, they have a bomb set to blow up a truck in the middle of town. It's gonna kill thousands of people, and they're gonna blame it on this Arab guy that they've already killed, who's in the freezer. They're about to put him in the truck. They're gonna blame it all on him. So they have this conversation about you know terrorist attacks killing thousands of people. I'm gonna blame it on an Arab. It was pretty chilling to hear that from it 1996. Was, mm-hmm. it was. pretty weird. So then she they get locked up in the freezer and. Gina Davis is super smart. Right before she gets locked up, they're going to take Hennessy somewhere else. I don't know why they're not locking him up with her, but they they tie him to a chair in another room, and right before they close the door on Gina Davis, it's like, uh, what does he say? He says, I'll be waiting on you to rescue me, Sam. And she says, be just a minute. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, the evolution of of her identities in this movie showing in different ways, such as in the beginning, Hennessy calls her Miss Kane. And then once she turns over to Charlie, I don't know if he ever calls her Charlie, but once they're, you know, really close and they love each other in that, you know, buddy cop kind of way, Mm -hmm. he calls her Sam. He Starts calling her Sam. He's not going to call her Charlie. Yeah. He's not calling her Miss Kane anymore. Mm-hmm. He's calling her Sam. Thought that was good. And then they she has a complicated thing where she like chisels the floor and she's got gasoline that she's putting her kids doll's head and squirts the gasoline out and lots of explosions and explodes the door open so that they can get out. And then it's just Action, action, action. Explosions, explosions, explosions. Blood. Too dirt. much blood. Too much blood. Too much thick, unrealistic blood. She tells the kid to go hide, and she hides in the freaking toolbox of the truck. So <laughs> going to follow blow up the truck. are going to follow the truck anyway. Yep. And she has to drive the truck, and she's yelling from inside the truck, even though no one can see her hear her. Get out of the way! And this truck's gonna blow up! <laughs> Driving through New York or something. Looks like New York. Ah. So I thought it was interesting. It's the first time I ever noticed there's a Christmas parade and that's where the truck is going. That's uh-huh. where she has to drive out of. So the movie starts with her as Mrs. Claus in the Christmas parade and then it kind of ends with her it, Barreling through a Christmas parade <laughs> in a completely different context. Yeah, so that's was interesting. Um, she tells, "Oh, we find out that the guy, that guy whose name you said, Timothy Bogey guy, Timothy, is uh, is her is the dad of the kid." Yes, because back in her secret agent days. Apparently she had to bump pelvises with people. Well, apparently she did a lot because the cowboy. I mean, yeah, well, she me, was cowboy. Well, she was, you know, undercover with him because he. I think he thought that she really wanted to marry him at the no. time. No. Yeah. No, that was a. Code. Or they were undercover together, and they no. knew about No, no, that was code she was supposed to kill that guy well but she still had sex with him because okay, she, said, she I did. let you touch me I know. I know. so she tells him at some point right before he closes the door on her window, that you're going to die screaming I'm going to watch so then she gets her her yippee ki-yay motherfucker moment when she finally kills him she yells die screaming motherfucker yeah it was great She's shooting him and doing her primal scream thing again when yeah. she's on the Christmas lights. Yeah, that was good. So I think this movie is just a very good, pretty traditional action movie. I think you could watch this movie as a double feature during Christmas time with Die Hard. I think so too. And this is twenty two years later and it held up really well. It did. Just some Bad CGI a couple of times. Really? Yeah, where the lighting was not right. Oh yeah, when like the Niagara Falls were in the background and he was and in the plane. That's okay. Play. That's okay. But it's it was right. too bad. But the dialogue in this was just awesome. It was so funny. And it was funny. Samuel L. was so funny. The the villains all had funny dialogue and. Sam and Hennessy saved each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth back mostly and forth. she saved him though hey, he kind of helped he saved her a lot he was a helpful damsel, which is fine he was very helpful <laughs> well I mean, that trope of help, helpful damsel is usually a girl that kind of does a couple things that makes her a little bit helpful okay so, but that was okay I was okay with Samuel Jackson being the helpful damsel he and this good. is my favorite role that he's ever been in. Yeah, he was really good. Because usually they just play him as a straight-up badass, but this movie was just so much more nuanced because he was kind of scared and kind of fumbling. And Funny. The, the vulnerability made him so much more interesting, I He was think. a little bit too vulnerable. There was a little bit too much Samuel L. in distress because he was way too bloody Oh, well, because you hate blood. And you saw his his ankle being shot and blood spurting out, and he was trying to drive, and it's like, oh my God, I can't take it. It's pretty gruesome. He's in, in pain. pain. Pretty gruesome. He's in pain. And both of them are, you know, just near death by the end. Yeah. And the kid kind of saves her mom, because she tells her. Life is pain. You just get used to it. And she's like beating on her. You're not dead, Mommy. Get up, Mommy. You get up right now. So that was good. Uh, It does pass the Bechdel test, but pretty much only because she talks to her daughter. If If it was a son, it wouldn't pass. Because the only other time she ever talks to a woman is when she's holding a gun to that chick's face. At the telephone company, but we don't know her name, so. She's not a named character. Nope. So that's kind of sad that there weren't more chicks in it, but. So her daughter's name was Cathead. <laughs> What's your daughter's name, Cathead? Caitlin. Okay. Oh, but it was. And then you get the hair transformation, so that was good. Because it started out. When she was Samantha Kane, she had long, dark, curly, beautiful hair. And then when she was Charlie, she had short, straight, bleached hair. And then at the very end, she, she's a school teacher again. She's decided to leave the assassin life behind. She's back with her significant other and the kid because early in the movie, he said, Whatever you find out about yourself, I'm not scared. Which is very sweet. That's very sweet. Very sweet and supportive. But at the end of the movie, her hair is a little bit longer. It's not fully curly, but it's a little bit more curled. And it's kind of a strawberry blonde color. So I think that's symbolism for, you know, she's taken on her former identity as a part of herself. But she's, she's not that person anymore. Best of both worlds. Exactly. And then she throws a knife. Because why not? <laughs> Into a tree stump. And I have always maintained that she should have said, Chefs do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was always well, I, disappointed that she didn't say I that. know. I heard it in my head. <laughs> I know. So, are we ready for ratings and things? You got anything else? I got nothing else. Okay. So, we both, I've already said our outfit. You said your quote, or you just said a bunch of quotes? Yeah, I said a bunch of quotes. Yeah, that's good. Got the, there was a moment where somebody that was in distress, I think it was the guy that was driving the truck, when she pushed him out of the truck, he calls Timothy. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm real hurt. I think I'm dying. He says, continue dying. Over. <laughs> he was pretty good. They were all pretty good. So what was my favorite quote? I think it was probably, chefs do that me I'm worried about. I think whatever he was trying to dislodge is gone for good or there to stay. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> that was a good one. What happened? I saved your ass. It was great. Uh, I think that MVP it has to be Gina Davis because she did a lot of her own stunts. She really... You know, she played this movie just like an action hero. She was not girl, comma, action hero. She was action hero. She was good. She was badass. She saved everybody's ass. She didn't try to be pretty while she was doing it. She was great. She just, you know, is the most luminously beautiful person ever. She is. Looks like Jill Mulkey. Yeah. Um okay so we set our outfit what is Gina Davis's astrological sign oh no we've got to look something up It's okay won't take long won't take long January 21st so that's uh, Aquarius Capricorn no well right yeah Capricorn because it's right before Aquarius I guess she's a Capricorn hmm Okay, so what else? Okay, so did you say your object? I think it's gotta be the plaid hat when she first got into the road oh, trip. Patchwork hat. Yeah. Patchwork hat. Very nineteen ninety six hat. It was good. Like a like a blossom hat for Christmas time school teacher moms. <laughs> it was kinda good 'cause it was it had like poofiness. It was no, it wasn't poofy, it was straight up and down and then it kinda had a flat top. It did? Kinda. Yeah. Mm. It was good. It's um, good. I like that style. Whatever that style is. Cake. It's cake style. Got a cake on your head. <laughs> My cake hat. Yes. Well, I want a cake. cake hat. I want the cake hat. So who's your MVP? Oh, it's gotta be Gina. Yeah. I mean, Samuel is a very good counterpart. It's too bad that this, this movie was not very popular too bad because it could have been you know if this were a dude action hero movie and it was this good there would have been a long kiss goodnight 2 long kiss goodnight 12 longer kiss goodnight longest kissed goodnight and then we fucked (laughs) (laughs) i mean but that's okay because probably sequels always suck anyway so i'm sorry this was almost not explicit Really you haven't said fuck? we haven't said anything bad we haven't no I just said it. How do you know <laughs> couldn't make it through sorry no way i we I always cuss you okay. didn't you haven't what's your five by five I don't know what's that so what's your rating out of five for this movie well I'm gonna have to give it a four point five yeah because it was really good. And it's held up twenty two years later. Yep. Um And the dialogue was awesome. It was. The blood was really bad. <laughs> I was okay with the blood. Sound editing was a two. It's horrible. One point five, two minus. So what? Nothing. Two but not that doesn't translate to two minus. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um well. I was going to give it a four, but I can't give it less than you do because... Okay, take the five off. Okay. I'll give it a four. Okay. (laughs) Because this is a very important movie of my upbringing. This was my second very favorite movie. Before this, it was Carrie. I'm not watching Carrie with you. Okay. I'm out on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Which also includes a shower scene where you're washing off blood. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> so, 4x4, four four, that's 20. 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> so, we really liked Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes, we did. It was good. You ought to check it out. I know. It's very much a movie that most people have not seen, but if you like just, you know, straight-up action movies, like, this is it badass chicks if you need to wait until the perfect time to watch it watch it like the beginning of december when you're rewatching die hard yeah christmas time yeah. this should be our christmas one of our christmas it's gotta be yeah this is like beginning of christmas before you're ready to watch elf and the more like heartfelt christmas movies this is the beginning of december movie yeah <laughs> This gets the kicks the season off yeah with some violence excellent <laughs> die screaming motherfucker No, see, I said that before. Okay. So I haven't not cussed. Okay, well, sorry. (laughs) But this movie did have a lot of cussing in it, so if you're offended by that, then you're probably not listening to this podcast. (laughs) So what is our homework for two weeks? Oh, golly. So we still need to watch Matrix. Let me check my notes. If I've got a list. I've got a list. Addicted to Love, Joe versus the Volcano, Tu Wong Fu, Birdcage. What do you want to watch next? I have uh, loaned out Addicted to Love and the Birdcage. Are you kidding? I loaned them out, but I can go get them because they're just down the street. Okay. So what else was the other two? Joe versus the Volcano. Do you have that? Do uh, I yeah. have that? You have that. I have to, and if I don't, I will get it within the next two weeks. Okay, well, it's gonna have to be Joe versus a volcano, and th- and then we have to get serious because we got to do the Matrix. We can't not do the Matrix. Well, okay, it's either Joe or the Matrix. Well, uh, how are we gonna do the Matrix? Are we gonna do like the trilogy? Yeah. No like way. One per. No way. I'm just doing the original Matrix. And then we can have, we could still watch the other two, but then do just like a quick take. Please. Of, okay, and also, the last two movies, we'll do like a ten minute thing on that. Okay, let's just read the synopsis off IMDb. <laughs> okay. You can't do the last two? You can't do the last two. Okay. I have very uh, limited things to say about the last really? two. Really? Yes. It's like wiping your ass with silk. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's like wiping your ass with silk. I love it. Okay. So, Matrix? Okay. Okay, two weeks. Two weeks. You Two weeks. you got to watch The Matrix. Yep. And you don't have to watch the whole trilogy if you've never seen it. But if you want to. So, if, if you haven't seen The Matrix, which I can't imagine that you haven't. But if you haven't watch it if you you're not going to understand it so just i feel like you'll understand the first one the first one's not hard to understand Uh uh-huh yeah you think it is yeah why do you think i went yeah well i think there are nuances that you wouldn't get until you watched it multiple times but you would all i'm saying is Just watch it and know that when you listen to our podcast, we're going to explain it to you. Explain. We're going to explain it to you. So don't worry about it. And if you have seen it and you went, shit, I don't know what that was all about. So listen to the podcast. If you want to watch it again, feel free. If you don't, we'll explain it to you. Okay. We'll tell you what it's all about. And you'll love it. You'll love it. It'll be like wiping your ass with (laughs) silk. Okay. Got anything else? Got nothing else. That's it. See you in two weeks. Bye. Two weeks.